Welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I am joined with someone who is a tortured shell of a protozoa. Josh Hemo. It is just a truly sad existence. It's okay. I, I feel think. like we were all like that. You just start off 2020 as a tortured shell. <laughs> <laughs> we're all protozoas in our own way, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, if this is your first time ever tuning in, this is our podcast where we watch a SpongeBob episode and discuss little life lessons that we can learn. And of course, have some fun along the way. This week, we're watching season four, episode two, The Lost Mattress and Crabs versus Plankton. Act one, The Lost Mattress. So in this act, we find out Mr. Krabs isn't getting any sleep and his back is all jacked up because of his big old lumpy mattress. So to be nice, SpongeBob decides to buy him a new one using Patrick's help. And it turns out that the mattress they got rid of that Squidward decided to take credit for uh, has all of Mr. Krabs' money in it. So now SpongeBob, Squidward, and Patrick have to get the mattress back from the dump from a very mean junkyard worm. So to start things off, Josh, what I wanted to ask you is if your boss had a home problem, like a mattress that directly affected you, would you go out of your way to, to fix it? I don't think so. No. And I guess that's like a weird work relationship thing. Like if I was like good friends with my boss, maybe mm-hmm. then, but like I can't imagine any situation where I'd like go into their home and like change their mattress or like if their like refrigerator wasn't working, like replace the refrigerator or something like that, right? Yeah. I'm in the same boat as a uh, Squidward where he's like I'm going to buy something for my richer than me boss who makes more money than I do. And like that, honestly, Squidward was 100% right in this whole situation. He was just like, uh, Mr. Krabs can afford a mat- like a new mattress. Yeah. Especially considering that he has a f- one that's literally filled with money. I think it's funny because if you remember in the past uh, episodes, I don't, Mr. Krabs slept on like a, a hammock in his bedroom. I think yeah. the first time we see it. So it's interesting that they like developed into this whole mattress thing because they also talk about it, how he hit, hides the secret formula underneath his mattress too yeah maybe after that episode he switched over to a mattress yeah and he saw the benefits of it (laughs) but i think it's crazy that like it's always been like a low-key thing where you would put your money in your mattress that's always been like a like a it's an older generation thing isn't it yeah yeah and i never get why i don't know i think it has something to do with like banks failing or something right (laughs) I guess, but if like you're gonna have like uh, a go bag or something, I don't think I would have it all my money in a mattress. Where would you hide it? Mm, let's see. Let everyone on the podcast think, know exactly where you're gonna hide your money. I think I would go like more of the drug drug runner way, mm. where you like have it in the walls. Because at least you have like even a, a simplest room. The simplest room has at least four walls, right? Yeah. You could put it anywhere in those four walls. Yeah. So, like, it would at least, in even if you decide not to put it at head height, you could put it at, like, foot height or, like, crotch height. <laughs> like, it'll take you at least a couple tries if you had no clue where, where the money was to find mm-hmm. it. You know, whereas, like, a mattress, it's like, well, everyone puts money in their mattress. Might as well check that out. 
I was thought I was thinking about that too. It's like where would I hide it? If I had like a library situation, I always thought like a hauled out book would be like a cool thing to like hide money in. Mm-hmm. But those are always fun. We yeah. used to have one of those uh, at my work. We used to keep the remotes to the TV because <laughs> it was the TV studio. So we would use the remotes every now and then. But then when we wanted to hide them, we just put them in that little book. In the book, <laughs> hide it away. Exactly. If I had a large enough library, then it'd be fine. But yeah, I'm not that rich. Um, so do you think Mr. Krabs just doesn't trust the bank or is it one of those things that he just wants his money liquid? He doesn't want people tracking it. Uh, that's a good, that's a good question. I didn't think about it like that. Because the whole reason Bitcoin exists, exists is because it's like the idea that the banks, there's like this whole like notion that I don't know what like ideology it is, but where it's basically like, basically the people who control the money right now are the corporations because all the banks have all your money. Mm-hmm. So if they ever want to like withhold that from you, uh, they can. And people are like, oh, no, the government like protects you. But like all those people who are like, oh, no, well, you can't trust the government either to like protect your money, which I agree with. But like the way Bitcoin is supposed to work is that no one person owns your money, your, your yeah. exact money. But for me, I just like I don't see an alternative where i'm like yeah i'm gonna put my my hard-earned cash in in some cryptocurrency that i don't understand or like just keep it where it literally gains no interest or has no like insured protections on it, it exactly i don't know like i i get why people are hesitant to put stuff in banks and stuff like that but mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like it's it's been a long time since like banks have actually like, crashed and stuff like that you know where they don't give you money. So I don't, I don't know. I think it's like an actual problem we have nowadays. Is it like, I can't imagine that that would be a thing. I guess anything's possible, but yeah, I mean like technically the, the banks did kind of get a bailout a while back, but like, I don't know. I don't know how that would work out. I guess the only other like crappy thing about having your money, like in a bank is that like, government agencies can freeze your accounts and you have literally no access to your money at that point right Mm -hmm. like what do you do like go on the run yeah exactly right like at least that way if you hit it hide your money in your mattress like you have it ready to go just pack up your mattress and leave fatima's been joking because she has go money it's just basically christmas money that she has (laughs) she's like it's my go money (laughs) but now that i think about it because i always give her crap because i'm like i'm like in the apocalypse that money's not going to mean anything. But uh, in that case, like if we had to like Bonnie and Clyde, that the money would be like fr- pretty useful. Yeah, exactly. So, like, maybe I got to get my, my, put it in my go bag. There you go. <laughs> like, well, how much money do you think would be good to like hide away in something like that? Right. It's hard to say. I would argue that it's enough money to get you to the border illegally. Yeah. If you're trying to outrun the, the U.S. government. Yeah. You know, and like you're not on that like Snowden or Osama bin Laden status where it's like <laughs> literally anyone will sell you out for for anything. To, yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, I guess it's enough money to get you away from from the fuzz. <laughs> there you go. That's a small lesson right there. <laughs> yeah. Try to have enough money to to protect you from the government. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> or at least to let you run away from it. One small lesson that I got before we stray too far from the beginning of the episode is is if you're always late for your job, just quit. 
Yeah. Because if if you're literally like on the situation where you're like, I'm trying, trying to be late, so they fire me, just quit. Although there was a time where I was working someplace where I was, I did test the boundaries of that until finally my boss was like, you have to show up at this time. Oh, and I was yeah. like, well, I'll just stay later. And they're like, no, please show up earlier. I was <laughs> like, okay, cool. Fine. It's like, I'll, I'll show up early slash on time just to sit here for another hour before you show up. <laughs> was that like a, tell me to do like so, a service job? Uh no, I will I won't disclose because I don't want to. That's fair. I don't want people to know my secrets. I just feel like it's like a fine line sometimes because even with like the freelance stuff I do, like people show up late to stuff all the time, which yeah. is like crazy because you're always taught in school like you got to be on time to everything, classes you got to be on time and stuff, and then like I get out to this like workforce situation, which is I guess isn't normal. Like freelance yeah. life is not normal where people can show up 15 minutes late and still be good. Like. There is an acceptable, like, as much as the people who are always early slash on time hate to hear, there is an acceptable window where people can be late, and it does, literally does not affect the day one bit, you know? And most of the time, it's, you know, it's different when it's, like, a service job, I think, where you have to show up before your shift changes, but typically, if a schedule is set up well enough, like, it's a whole hour before that is a situation, Yeah, you know? Um, but even, even then it's like, even the most stringent of calls I've been on where they're like, we're leaving right at nine, they padded the, the schedule just enough. Yeah. They were like, oh, well we got here at eight 15. Like I had a situation where I ran late for the airport and like even fl- planes, which do not f- around with time, especially when it's just a person that isn't like a first class or anything like that. Yeah. Like I showed up and they were like two minutes away from closing the thing and then they were like okay like you were kind of late but it's all right you you're still good so i was like sweet like you, i barely made it you just got you lucky know? that's that's the lock right there i did get lucky but technically i was later than i should have been yeah right so i don't know like obviously there are very specific things that you cannot be late for but most of the time there's some wiggle room yeah but if you're always late on purpose uh just quit just find a different job do you think his watch is weird right that kind of that was like big Ben watch yeah but it was like is that like a smart watch situation that it was like playing an animation of big ben and everything no i think it's like i like to think that it's just squidward's brain (laughs) he's just like i'm trying to like uh mentally escape from bikini bottom so i'm trying to pretend i'm some refined place like the uk (laughs) one thing that really threw me off and not really because of the language but is because of uh i wasn't expecting it in I don't know. It's always seemed like a no-no word on TV, even though it shouldn't be. And that's when Mr. Krabs lays in his brand new bed and he says, that's queer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that caught me off guard. I was like, whoa, this is not what... Again, it was just... It's not that it's a bad word, in my opinion. It's just like one of those things that like I wasn't expecting it. Well, especially in a show that's never used it in that ever like that, right? Yeah. That's a weird thing is just like, I was like, I've never heard them use this word like in context like this before. Like, it's strange that they would just throw it in here season four. Like, yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, there's a weirder, like a different vibe definitely to this season. Um, Even in the first one, I forgot what specific thing uh made me think of it. But I feel like there's tr- they're trying to get away with more in like this. Pushing season the boundaries because, a little bit. Yeah, because in this episode, they always they they also brought up the fact that. Uh, he has no insurance. Yeah, 
which is like a very specific like adult joke and like that plays a huge part within the entire like episode he's like he has no insurance so he ends up in the hallway they like because he has no insurance and he's in the hallway they move him out into the street but because like a hospital is a business they can't have the patients out in the front so then they push him out like just kick him out down completely. The road. yeah push him away and then that's what ends up getting him back to his money right which another small lesson i had was hospitals are businesses and don't forget it yeah so like uh one thing i saw on tiktok which i don't know if it works but i'm gonna spread the 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 rumor here is you need to ask for hospitals for an itemized list and it lowers your bill apparently Hmm. i've never tried it personally but i've heard good things gotta go to the hospital more see if it works Yeah, because apparently (laughs) hospitals no thank you (laughs) apparently hospitals uh try to charge you a lot for like band-aids and everything like that because they can and then whenever you ask exactly and then whenever you ask for an itemized itemized list they know that you're gonna you're gonna about it you know, I better so get, take it off to avoid the confrontation charge me more for my blues clues band-aid <laughs> <laughs> exactly but no you're right that's like really an adult situation especially like being turned away for service and stuff like as a kid i had no understanding of how how health insurance works at all right i was just yeah. like i got a doctor mom make an appointment or something like right that right yeah and, but now like having to get insurance and understanding that like you can be turned away if you can't afford to go to the doctor even if you are in like an an awful like feeling crappy you know yeah or they keep you and they just charge you charge you and you are just for, broke forever for yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> i do i am curious what a nutty nut bar tastes like <laughs> like i like to think they taste like um like a nutty bar uh-huh. like, the, like the wafer bar but it could be like a nutter butter situation that's what i would think right yeah or like maybe like a payday thing Mm, yeah that makes sense where it's just literally all peanuts yeah love paydays shout out to payday <laughs> i like paydays getting paid yeah. <laughs> um, um what's your what's your mattresses mattress buying experience been like has it been like you walk into a warehouse and there's like thousands of mattresses like that so i've only shopped well with my parents or whatever but i'm also i was a child so i wasn't paying attention to how they were shopping but when i moved to new york I did go to a Sleepies, which is now owned by Mattress Firm, apparently, which a lot of people thought Sleepies were drug fronts. Anyways, Sash, they say <laughs> mat- there's a lot of people who think mattress stores are drug fronts because there's so many of them. Well, all in one place. Like, you yeah. can have three mattress firms on one street corner. It makes yeah, no exactly. sense. But I definitely felt exactly kind of like the way SpongeBob did. Like, the guy seemed kind of sleazy in that situation. And I feel like when I bought the mattress, the guy was kind of sleazy. Um, but I also didn't spend a lot of money, so that probably didn't help my service any. Because I was like, what's the cheapest mattress you have? And then they were like, this one. And I'm like, okay, what's the one above this? Because I cannot <laughs> sleep on this Yeah. Thing. <laughs> well, you're smart. And that's the way to do it is like actually go to a mattress store and stuff like that. I didn't do that with my mattress. Like I I didn't end up with like the worst thing. But I know like people who have ordered mattresses online, like on Amazon, and just like their back is just destroyed like two weeks I later. Mean, my back's not doing too great. No. <laughs> but I've also like I've I don't know. I think that's just like getting an old like getting older where you actually have to have a good mattress. Yeah. Cause when I was younger, like I used to sleep on the like floor. I remember one time I stayed at my aunt's house. They got the couch cushions and they put them on the floor and I slept on the couch couch cushions on the floor. Nice. So <laughs> and like I slept like 
like an angel. Well, kids do that all the time. They just sleep everywhere. They have like sleeping bags. They just like camp on their room or the floor and stuff like that. Like I remember doing that. Like, but now as an adult, like I can't do that. Like even air mattresses. When I've slept on air mattresses recently, I'm just like, this is awful. <laughs> the first time I ever experienced heartburn was from an air mattress. God, <laughs> I was also drinking, but I have <laughs> at that point I had had alcohol before and with no problems so so I combination air mattress yeah. <laughs> um so let's talk a little bit about the actual episode where uh where squidward and spongebob and patrick are all trying to break in to uh this dump and this guard worm which apparently is bigger than squidward some alaskan bullworm status yeah. and i just think i don't know what it is with the trope about dogs in junkyards because like they don't seem like very good guards well first like, of all why what are you guarding like why do you have to have like an animal guarding like a, a bunch of trash basically right that's what i don't understand well there are people who like you know it's like the same people who like steal copper and like try to sell mm. like oh, okay scrap copper so i'm thinking that like i'm sure there's something where people can go and i know some people would go to the dump to get like car parts yeah like they were smart enough to like know that like oh this car part's actually pretty good and I'll buy it for like ten bucks here at the dump instead of well there's like junkyards yeah back home in like Arizona that we go to that would do that stuff but like an yeah. actual dump was just like bags and bags of trash that's what I don't get right I don't know who knows but I always feel like like dogs could easily be distracted like yes Squidward was not the smartest by being like oh like let's use SpongeBob and Patrick as bait <laughs> I was like you literally just throw like a steak. Or anything. Over the fence. Yeah. Some food. You know, like, it's closer to, like, the whole wooden spoon situation where they throw the wooden spoon. I was like, I'm sure that would work on a regular dog. And, like, I'm sure there's things that you can train a dog to do. But I think if you're using a dog as a guard, you're not training the dog very well. Unless it's, like, a dog who's been abused to, like, and then those, like, abused dogs get real violent real quick. Like yeah. that's, but then that's just awful, a terrible even, situation. But like, even then I feel like if I threw a steak at a dog that like, you know, hasn't eaten in a while, definitely going to go for that steak. That's they yeah. go for me. Yeah. And at that point I could probably put like sleeping pills in that steak. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to abuse animals here, but I think that if I was a, uh, you're trying to break into the dump, this yeah. is how you go about doing it. <laughs> yeah. I think I could buy some, some doggy sleeping pills or something. <laughs> on the black market and then break into the dump and steal whatever, whatever I was looking for. Bubble break. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. All right. So we're going to keep on the tap topic of mattresses for our bubble break. And I want to oh, yeah. hear, Oh yeah. We all love mattresses. Um, I want to hear what your ideal mattress would be like. Like if you could have the perfect sleeping situation, what would it be? All right, so my perfect sleeping situation will always be big bed. I enjoy like a big bed. Yeah. I'm more of a soft mattress kind of guy. I like my mattress to have some give to it, but not enough that like, I don't like those mattresses. Like I'm not a huge memory foam person where yeah. you like push on it and it like keeps there. I don't like that. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty simple. I like it nice and soft where it's got some squish to it and like, um, I got really into like body pillows when I moved to New York because Fatima bought one and she hated it. So then I use it all the time. I'm a huge body pillow person now where you have like one big body pillow and then like 
Fatima keeps like the room really cold, but I like sleeping real warm. Mm-hmm. I don't like it cold rooms. I don't like it where it's like chilly. I just want nice little toasty nests that I created for <laughs> myself. And then, um, so do you think like a mattress yeah. that like would heat up? Oh, that'd be good in the yeah. winter. Yeah. Cause honestly, the hardest part for me every time sleeping is just getting out of the bed. Yeah. And not really like actually waking up. Cause some, there are, there have been multiple times where I'm like, Oh, I'm awake. Like, whatever but the other times i'm like i just i can't leave this cocoon of warmth and then um sometimes i get the hankering for like have you ever seen those like mattress fans no they're like these fans that you like put it's like a hose that Uh you put at the foot of your bed and it just like pumps air into under your like oh mattress cover but that way like the comforter is still over you. Okay. It's keeping all the air in there, but you're still like you're not sweating it up a storm. Oh. I've always wanted to it's try like an air one of those kind of situation. Yeah. Oh, kinda. I like that. Okay. I've always wanted to try that, but I also don't like being cold, so I yeah. don't know how that would work. Mm. Maybe you me. could find one that you can like control temp of some sorts, you know. What about you? Um I tried switching to like a well my roommate left like a memory foam mattress and I thought it'd be a lot more comfortable than it is and mm-hmm. I hate it. So, like, it has to, I have to have, like, some sort of, like, support. It has to be soft, but I want some sort of support, like, while I'm laying in it. It can't be too, like, too squishy that I just, like, I sink right in. Um, but even then, like, having, like, a nice, like, one of those, like, pillow top mats that you put on the mat or oh, on your yeah. mattress. Yeah, I bought one of those, and it's, like, super great. It helps keep the mattress, like, cooler and, and stuff, too, which is really great. Um, I feel like almost any mattress can just be fixed with just with buying one pops. of those a yeah. nicer pillow top thing. well and that's i grew up with like my mom would always buy like the foam that like weird like green mm. or yellow foam that you put on bed and like i undervalued what it actually did until i had to buy mattresses for myself i was like oh wow this is life-changing <laughs> i always had like super like flat firm mattresses oh uh, see Mm-mm. and like i never like i don't know i never cared <laughs> As a kid, you don't. You're just like, this is where I sleep. I don't know any better. <laughs> um, out of all the mattresses, though, like I really want to try one of those purple mattresses. Oh, but they're so expensive. yeah. You, you all those like everyone's like, oh, mattresses are so like the like the mattress like Casper and Tuft and Needle, whatever. Like they're always like, oh yeah, it's so much cheaper than purchasing a mattress. And I'm like, really? Because it's like 600 bucks. Like maybe it's cheaper than buying like a- A nice, nice super mattress. Super fancy mattress. Yeah. But like for us broke people, it's-, it's $600 so is a expensive. lot of money. Though yeah. I guess if you break it down, it's like $100 a year if you switch out your mattress every five years like you're supposed to, but- Yeah. Nah. Nah. I'm, I'm not buying it. What about one like- day. Mattress, one day I'll like, try it out. Those ones that have like pockets in it. Those are pretty cool too. I wouldn't lose. Or you like, put your remotes in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't lose my. <laughs> uh, I don't have a TV in my bedroom, so it doesn't work out for me. That's fine. <laughs> I used to think I wanted a water bed for a long time. Like growing up, my aunt had a water bed. I was like, "Oh, this is so cool!" And then I just, I think everyone realized how unpractical they were and how awful they actually are. I do want to try. I don't think I've ever slept on a waterbed. I think it was I've like definitely it was fine. sat on one before, but I don't think I've ever slept on one. Like it was definitely okay, but like. Just the idea that this thing could pop at any second and like ruin your entire bedroom is just like awful. <laughs> just drown. Yeah, exactly. Act two, crabs versus plankton. So, plankton's up to his old 
again. He's trying to get the crappy value formula. Um, but this time, he says he's just going to try to wing it. And so he goes into the Krusty Krab and ends up slipping on some water that they had just done with mopping. And uh, some customers are like, you know, if that was me, I would sue. And so Plankton gets the genius idea to sue Mr. Krabs for everything he owns, including the Krabby Eddie formula. Um, Mr. Krabs gets a lawyer, but that lawyer also slips and hurts his back and can't go in. So SpongeBob steps in and basically represents Mr. Krabs in all the shenanigans that you can possibly imagine SpongeBob being a lawyer. And in the end, uh, Plankton's greed gets the best of him and doesn't win the trial so i have to ask you a question omar go for it do you think that you could represent yourself fairly well at court definitely not and this is what i said um in my my first small lesson actually leads perfectly into it court slash lawyers are slippery slopes anything you say can be manipulated Mm -hmm. and i can tell you yeah i think i could argue with someone who is a lawyer like very well outside of court. Like I feel like I could like chin bicker enough with the best of them, <laughs> but I don't think there's really like something to say that a lawyer has so much more information than you do. Yeah, and in especially in a court case, money is like power. Well, and like it's yeah, yeah, it, it definitely money is like power, and in like the rhetoric and all of that. Like when I took like debate class in high school and middle school and stuff like that. You just learn it's just like a performance, like all these like nuances and everything you have that goes into it is so insane and something you don't realize, like watching like Law and Order or like that. Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is this is fine. All they're doing is arguing. But no, there's like so much like bullcrap that goes into it that doesn't even pertain to the case, like to the law or some of it. Sometimes it's just how well the lawyer is able to talk around the situation. Right. Yeah. It's like. Sometimes it's how well the lawyer, like if there's a jury, it's how like convincing how, they can be. How right? manipulative. Yeah. It's yeah. like using language to manipulate. Yeah. Just like how Plankton did where he's like talking about, he's like, oh, I was going to complete a marathon like I promised my own Grammy. <laughs> yeah. But that was like some Emmy award winning like speech right there. Like it's award season and he should, he got uh, some sort of nomination for that. Like that was intense. <laughs> yeah. And then, but like then other times with a like, Sometimes it's like a judge is just knowing the law well enough. Yeah. Right? So, like, this, like, episode is a perfect example where they're talking, like, he wins basically basically because someone was trying to steal from him, right? Mr. Krabs was going to get the Krabby Patty uh, formula stolen, and that, like, voided the fact that, like, Plankton broke his back. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure in real life there's been multiple situations where, like, a robber has tried to break in and if they yeah and, yeah had issues because of something that the like homeowner and or business was supposed to keep up and then got money even though they were trying to break in yeah I've definitely so heard cases like, like that where they've like the homeowners like shot the burglar or whoever and then then the burglar like takes him to court and gets money for it it's, it's crazy like how that works out yeah and like i don't know there's multiple people who like go to go to prison like even though they don't deserve to and then there's people who are like like again using the courts in a way that benefits them yeah and that's why i don't think i could ever represent myself in court because then you are like you're going against someone who literally spends their entire like life slash like undergrad and like postgrad and like every other case they've ever experienced 
like just finding out little loopholes that have gotten people off or people like saved people, you know, from anything. Yeah. Right. And that's just experience you don't have. And like, maybe I can argue my way out of like a fucking parking ticket, but I'm not going to argue my way out of like, <laughs> you know, like a murder or yeah. anything. Right. Something serious. Like, yeah. There's a reason lawyers exist and it's for the ex- that exact thing where they're just, they know it and they know the law way better than anyone else will. And they know that how they can manipulate the law in a way that to hopefully keep you from experiencing anything negative. Yeah. But it's not every time that's true. too. No. Like, it's just so wild to me that like being a lawyer, like the whole purpose of being a lawyer is like, it's a middleman basically for you to like negotiate your way out of like the law or, or like, get like a settlement or something right it's just so crazy that it's like that's a profession i don't know yeah i don't know i don't i i don't really like lawyers but when you need one you need one yeah that's the thing like you don't have a choice like like, when you need one you gotta have one it's like the same thing with cops too like people hate cops but when you need definitely yeah when you definitely need one to protect you you better hope that you get a good one yeah (laughs) right (laughs) Something more lighthearted, switching over. So, <laughs> um, one of the like little Easter eggs I caught um, in this episode, which I thought was really cool, is uh, we see uh, Plankton leaving the chum bucket, and you see a little bit of the menu that's up. And the mm-hmm. new item is the chumbalaya, which was like a reference to something that he said like way back when, when SpongeBob first visited the chum bucket. He's like, and our new special is chumbalaya. I was like, damn, that's really <laughs> cool that they like threw this in here. Like, I think that was like season one. Yeah. I really enjoy too when uh, Plankton's testifying and he's all sitting on a bunch of those phone books. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a bunch of little ones and he's just like, I don't know. I just like, it's an interesting way to, you know, get him up to height. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, just the fact that Mr. Krabs goes back for that dollar, that dollar bit. And he's like, Daddy didn't forget you. <laughs> I don't know. I like. There's a lot of good, like little tiny jokes in this in this act specifically. I liked. Yeah. Um, I'm just still t- surprised that the lawyer didn't sue. That's Mr. what I said, right? <laughs> like, because I thought I don't know. It's been a while since I'd seen this episode. I do like the whole like, uh, courtroom scene when they first like run into each other. The music that they play, and then like, uh, <laughs> Plankton's like my my whittle arm, <laughs> and he like. I don't know. And then I don't know if I heard it correctly, but it was the judge's name Judge Tickleback. I think so, right? That's what I wrote down. Yeah. <laughs> I was like I was like in between Pickleback and Tickleback. <laughs> it's good. But I also like the lawyer's name is like Richard A. Bottom Feeder. I was like, that's appropriate. That's good for this. <laughs> yeah. They definitely the animators did not think highly no. of zero uh, percent lawyers. Um but one lesson I did get is it's okay to wing your plan. I think a lot of people get hung up on uh, making plans like to the T. Yeah. And I'm like that too. Like sometimes I like preventing certain situations. So I ask a lot of questions, but I think I'm also in the same boat where I'm like, we can just figure it out when the time comes. But you, you set for me, I think for a plan to go well, when you wing it, you have to set all like the limitations ahead of time. So that way when you wing it later, you know how far you can go. That's good. Or how far you shouldn't go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I definitely got like a little lesson for this one is like try to like control your vices. Cause I feel like both Mr. Krabs and Plankton um 
on this act like specifically got like fucked over in court because of their vices like plankton mm-hmm. lost because of the greed of the krabby patty and like mr krabs looked like a cheapskate which he is but like because of the whole dollar bit that you mentioned so it's like you got to make sure that you have some sort of handle on those things this act was so difficult because and i don't know if it's just uh rubbing off because of dan's mr krabs hate yeah but i was like i don't want mr krabs to win either no <laughs> i don't want plankton to win either because he's like winning on some little bullshit and i was like and i don't want mr krabs to win either because he's a he's cheap, cheap yeah who like literally put everyone in danger just because he doesn't want to have a wet floor sign just so dumb i don't get that i think it's funny that the jury calls him out for him too he's like you're not guilty but he is cheap it's like yeah <laughs> i do like um when they were <laughs> after they like questioned mr krabs you just hear like the jury like guilty guilty, guilty. yeah <laughs> <laughs> when like you're not supposed to be doing like <laughs> I was just like one of my like favorite little animation things about this uh episode um was when SpongeBob gets the idea in his head um and the, like the light bulb uh, like literally pops out of his skull like I think it's hilarious because I was just about to bring that up yeah. and I I said the opposite I was like that is like disgusting that? Uh, I like <laughs> so it because it's, it's different like usually like when they do that kind of animation like the light bulb just pops on or something like that but this is like a whole like it actually just popped out of him and that's something I've never seen in like a cartoon before. I thought it was just like a clever like reuse of that trope. No, I don't like it. I was like, <laughs> I don't like, I do not want to see this light bulb pop out of his head sphincter, please. I don't <laughs> want it squeezing out. I no, thank you. What else do you think he's got in there? He's got a light bulb. What else he's keeping in his brain? I don't know. Too much. Too much in there. <laughs> too much things that aren't supposed to be in there. <laughs> I do like when Mr. Krabs uh, gets the Krabby Patty and he eats it and he's like, the sweetest of life's joys has eluded your grasp. Which is such a villain thing to say, but yeah. it's also such a solid like one liner to like say fuck you. <laughs> like I want to say that like to people. I don't know. Whenever I one up them, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, the sweetest of life's joys has eluded your grasp once again. Whenever a client then, tries to tell you how to do your job and you prove them wrong, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I want every single time. What do you think of um, SpongeBob's homemade wet floor sign? Um. I think that's a liability in itself, right? Yeah. <laughs> All the nails. Like, can you imagine, like, someone slipping because of that sign, on top of that sign, and, like, you're, oh just, you're screwed. Like, that's it. Like, imagine a lawsuit out of that situation. You should have been like, you should have looked at the sign. You should have seen it. <laughs> it was a warning. <laughs> um, how do we feel about SpongeBob's attempts to open up this briefcase? I, I don't know. Like... What do you? I, I'm just curious. Like, what was it that actually opened it up to be in the end? Was it him just hitting it that like did it, or was it because of all the other shit that he did? I don't know. I think I like to think it was like a Fonzie situation where it's just like there's that one corner that you just have Pop, to hit, yeah, and it just works. Like I like to think that there are things like that where it's just like, oh no no no, check this out, and then, like you hit it and it just works. Yeah, I didn't think it's like this first attempt when he like becomes like he drops himself like a bomb from the chandelier or whatever it's like so intense like how they play that all out yeah and then plankton's like are you done yeah <laughs> and he goes back to being a, a little baby <laughs> um but what i do like uh one thing that i like really i don't know the animation was really weird um well it's two things when plankton wakes up his like eyeball um, I thought this was crust, drawn really like this crusty know, eyeball that he like pops yeah. up and yeah. And then when he actually like commits to the fact that he's 
fallen on his back and like he where he like undulates and he's like yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It it good little moments like that. Um definitely like the stronger act. Yeah, of definitely the, of the two. I also think like it's it's weird so far because they've only had two episodes into season four and they've both they've all been kind of um Mr. Crab centric, you know? Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. But I did like how we got a little bit more plankton in this one and like it was funny plankton too. Like I really appreciated all his bits in this one. Yeah. And like again, like a lot of like the lines about him being like a protozoa and like a single cell and even Mr. Crab, like just some of the like one liners that they say is was a lot stronger in this half than it was in the first one. Yeah. The first half set felt such like a throwaway. Yeah. Compared to the second half. No, definitely. Wombo lesson time. Wombo lesson. I'm excited. I'm pretty excited. To still um <laughs> to be honest though, this whole episode was not at the top of my list. No. I definitely forgot most of it. It's uh, it's also been a while since we've run into I've run into an episode personally where I've been like, oh, this big lesson's super hard to get like dig out of this, but there's just so little like content, like actual content yeah. for this that I was like, I don't really know. I was in the same boat where I was like, it it literally does not feel like there's that anything really happened. No. Like the first act, it was literally just them at the dump. Same joke over and over again. And then that was it. Yeah. And then like the second act was the same thing was just like, how do I, it was just to have them in a court scene. I honestly would have preferred if they would have just made the entire episode, like the whole court thing, right? Like a mm-hmm. two-parter court thing. I think it would have been much stronger and would have gotten the same jokes, jokes across like Mr. Crab's cheap. We got it cool yeah so you know yeah i felt like a lot of it was all one note yeah so uh i i I really reached for my lesson but this is what i got i said when you make adult decisions and i put like for example running a business managing your money uh or even insurance fraud you need to protect yourself when you do that so like for me like we kind of discussed it in the in the first and second half but like having a bank or having a reliable way to keep your money safe where also like again, rich white people do this all the time where they like invest their money where they make more money. Yeah. And they have investments in property and other stocks and everything like that. And it's a way to keep your money safe without having it in the bank necessarily. Um, also with Mr. Krabs having like a lawyer to in case something's happened, or more importantly, um having like insurance liability insurance yeah. for your business or anything like that, which I feel like a lot of times people don't really tell you, like, I don't know, a lot of people don't even talk about it, like, in film school, where they're like, okay, if you're going to buy a camera, you should have insurance for that camera. I think so many young people have a hard time thinking in that way, where it's like, oh, sweet, can't wait to buy this brand new car, it's like the first time I'm making money, my payments are this much a month, and then they completely forget that, yeah, your payments are this much a month, but because of the car you got, now your insurance is, like, super high. double your payment, Yeah. right? yep. So I don't know. I think well, it's smart for me. Just, that was the biggest lesson I could I got out of. Yeah, it. and that's just like important too. And that's something that I didn't really realize until like I moved to New York too. Is just like having renter's insurance is like a huge thing. Like mm. if anything ever happened in my apartment, like God forbid, like it burned down or whatever. But because you live like in a building with like almost like a couple hundred more people, like anything could happen, right? Yeah, that's, like, like out of my control. There's definitely a lot of idiots in the world. Yeah, exactly. Like I have no control what the person next to me does, and like I could lose everything if I don't have an insurance and everything, right? So it's just like it's stuff that we I was not not definitely taught in school or like 
my parents like had a house so they didn't really talk about like renters insurance or anything right so yeah yeah i definitely in college i wasn't like having renters insurance really i think no. one year i had renters insurance because it was required by the apartment complex but like literally a pipe bursting could ruin half of your things right and then like yeah. they're, they're, they're like the renter company is not gonna like forgive you for that like i freaked out last year like i had this huge like leak coming in from my roof here in my apartment and like was mm-hmm. pulling up on the ground i was like man if the apartment complex charges me to like replace the floor because it was like something that like they blame me i was like i would be screwed like it's awful yeah luckily that didn't happen but and i know i think for for me this episode that's what it really encapsulated yeah. was that because even plankton who like you know is trying to basically commit fraud he still slipped and fell and he did hurt himself if he had a lawyer it, they might have been able to like been like well you know, if Plankton's a different person. Like he was going to make amends or some, shit, right? Yeah. You know, they could have like some lawyer could have figured it like out. They swung it for him in a good way, you know? Yeah. Or been like, oh no, like he's not gonna go up to testify, right? Or like, you know, like there's lawyery things like objection, like you can't, you're badgering the witness right. or something. <laughs> I don't know, some some TV thing that I've seen. You can't introduce Krabby Patties midway through the trial. <laughs> yeah, it's not like. And that that's something that actually happens. Like it has to be submitted as evidence. Yeah, that both. Or some like yeah, because both the defense and the prosecution have to have it logged so they know what's gonna like being presented and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so they can prepare themselves. Wild. Um. So the, what'd you get? The lesson I got kind of went uh, with yours a little bit, but it was like, uh, don't be cheap. Like if you don't have to be, be smart. Um. Mm-hmm. And that's what you see. Like the first part. Like Mr. Krabs doesn't have to be cheap and like hide his money in like a cheap old mattress and everything like he could probably find a safe like anything better like a better yeah. investment to put his money somewhere instead of like a, a crap- hole in the wall exactly right <laughs> literally anything he has a chest he could hide it in his like treasure chest that he keeps all his navy buddy memorabilia in but no he hides or it in- maybe in his shell in the line there you of his go shell yeah <laughs> body meat he just always be with it. He just reek of money. Imagine that it's nasty. Um, Gross. But in the second part, and then we see that too. It's just like they're too cheap to have like a mop sign. Or they're too cheap to have like a real lawyer, right? And it's mm-hmm. easier to be smart. And it's like what we were already talking about. It's like you could cut corners all you want, but there's some stuff that you can't. Like you have to be smart about how you use your money um, to make sure it's like bettering you or like not putting you in a crappy circumstance. Like that so all right so thank you for listening to this week's episode if you want to send us anything like suggestions comments derogatory remarks anything <laughs> uh you can reach out to us on ismaniasapodcast.com or email at us at ismaniasapodcast at gmail.com you can follow us on facebook instagram or twitter and be sure to share with your friends and your enemies and you know you can do that on apple Podcasts, stitcher and spotify or wherever bootleg uh <laughs> podcast site you've gotten (laughs) wherever you're finding us in this like the dark web somewhere (laughs) yeah oh my god if we were in the dark web and had like a following on the dark web that'd be pretty cool we do we'll find out i'd be kind of scared yeah (laughs) i'd be kind of scared but i also would be pretty impressed Uh, yeah so um omar i just want to give you a heads up and watch out like as you're getting up you know i no, so I, I want to warn you. It's like I had to mop your apartment. It was pretty nasty. So I did you a favor, but like my apartment is not nasty. It was pretty gross, and it's fine. It's fine. No, All you right? gotta watch I, out. I just warn I, you. I, whoa! <laughs> oh, my back, <laughs> my little arm, and my little back. <laughs>